millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Good evening. We are back live on Auto No Better and nobody's late tonight, Carl. Yeah, look at that. Well, we're a minute late, but you know. Oh, come on. Come on. We're going to be punctual. Do it properly. We were here on time. Yeah, it just shows you when the dream team's on, mate, things things go smoothly. I know, yeah, this is the way you it know. goes, you know. That's it. I'm just going to run us a little uh, intro and I'll talk a bit more, a bit more, if I can speak, about what we're doing tonight and uh, what's coming up. Yeah, Sam, man. Hi, this is Don Matteo and you are listening to the Auto Know Better podcast. Let's do this. <laughs> you look like fucking Brolin, you're a Leeds eating bastard. Like some sort of fucking weird floating head. No. <laughs> you tensile player a bit, innit? I mean, I feel a bit like dickhead. Nothing spectacular, really. Uh, well, my accent last night were not very spectacular, were it? But um, there'll be none of that tonight. <laughs> well, I'll be perfectly honest with you, Jay. I hadn't a goddamn clue what type of accent you were trying to do when I was at it last night. I was sitting there. Man, was like, neither, neither did I. What? Could you hear it? Oh, man. I was like, I, I have no idea what that was. And then someone, who was it, Luke, that said online today that it was like Liam Neeson in something or other. And I was like, don't insult Liam Neeson with that. <laughs> Don't be, don't be dissing the man like that. I wish I could claim that's what I was, uh, that's what I was doing on purpose. But yeah, I don't think oh, I'm really? going to get away with that one, am I? Um, no chance. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we had last night's pod. We we had a, a good chat about what's going on. Um, mm. Obviously, Daniel Farker arrived, so we got that to talk about finally, which has felt like a bloody long time coming. Yeah. Um, yeah. There were there were relief that it wasn't some of the other candidates, I think, for a lot of people. And um, it's just a big positive step forward, isn't it, when we've not had anything really to be positive about since the season ended. Yeah, absolutely. It, uh, Like you said, it was a long time coming, Jay. And 
I'll be honest with you. I know Luke said he probably would have preferred Vieira last night on the pod or whatever the case may mm. be, but Mad man. I, I, I don't think Vieira would have cut the mustard at all. I don't think, uh, like, I you know, I could be proven wrong with how he gets on in France, but that's a mm. farmer's league anyway, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> um, So, look, I, I'm very happy with Daniel Fark. I think he's got the experience now in the bank in the championship to to really push on. And I, 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 I'll be honest, I was, you know, I was doubting it for a little while at the start when his name started getting mentioned. You know, you looked at finished 10th in uh, mm. the Bundesliga last year, got sacked, but you're kind of looking at the Bundesliga and going, look, it's 10th, you know, and people were kind of criticising him a little bit because of the the team that he had and the squad that he had was meant to have been better than mm. a 10th place finish. But at the was end it of Monsieur the day... Godback, it was that? It was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, they're not exactly the biggest team in the league, are they? They're not a team that are... Saying, oh, we should be in the Champions League every season or anything like that. So it's not like he's yeah. had a disaster. No, that's that's the thing. Like, and and when you look at how we got on in the Premier League with Norwich, uh, both times I think it was a, a maximum of about thirty million that they spent in two promotion seasons. Yeah, uh, you, you can't expect a manager to to work miracles with that. No, and saying that he did have a good squad yeah. and he did have a good striker and Pookie up there as well. Like, but. There's only so much a manager can do with the squad that he had. Like it's, it's yeah, it's, it's nobody's like, saying so. that you have to go out and do a forest, but you've got to no. you've got to spend something. Yeah, absolutely. If you're going like, to have any hope. Yeah, I think so. You know, and and I think if he was given money to spend properly, perhaps he would have done a lot better. Maybe not much higher than he was, but mm-hmm. you know, it's it's uh, it's definitely a, an appointment. I'm not disappointed with. And you'd say the four-year contract shows faith on both sides, really. He yeah. must be happy with what he's been promised. And the club are saying, you're our man. We, we're not hiring you to fire you. You know, we're hiring you to take mm. us forward and, and make us back into a force. Yeah, I think that's the case, all right. And it shows a lot of confidence, uh, like you said, from both sides. But also, I think it shows a commitment and a belief in him that they're willing to give him that four-year contract and the fact that the last manager well look let's we won't get into that but yeah it shows a lot of faith in him I'm, I'm i'm glad they did do that you know i don't think it's going to be a, a scattergun approach when it comes to you know results might be going a little hayway or whatever like yeah. he, he, he did finish kind of 15th or something 14th in his first season with norwich now i I I don't think he'll he'll finish that low with us in his first season. Like, but I think um, I think you know it's it's a give him a chance type type manager. It's not a, a pull the trigger and and off your yeah. pop type manager. You know. Yeah, I think you're right, and I think it's we're going to be upset if we're not doing well. It's just mm-hmm. the way we are. You know, all football fans yeah. are upset when they see the team underperforming, but it's shown that with time and with backing he will achieve what he's set out to achieve. And with the amount of upheaval that we've got coming, and make no mistake, it's a lot. And um, I, I was listening to uh, Joe earlier, and he said something about, like, there's, like, office staff and stuff, they're, they're turfing a lot of them out. Like, mm. the whole culture of the club is being transformed. They, they are starting from scratch, essentially. Yeah. And it's not beyond the realms to say that we might struggle a little, it might not be what we want. 
Yeah, well, with the amount of players that are potentially going out on loan and we're getting nothing for them, it, it, it's going to be a very different starting eleven come the the sixth of August against uh, Cardiff yeah. at home. Like it's it, like I I do see people kind of going, oh yeah, we're going to finish here, and yeah, we're going to get like we don't even know what the starting eleven's going to be. We no, we exactly. couldn't like we couldn't pick a starting eleven now. If you give us all the tea in China, you know what I mean, and and yeah. it's it's not going to happen. So we might we need to keep the 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 expectations low at the moment and mm. see how we get on. He said the transfer window is going to go right up to the deadline, so there's a yeah. lot of a lot of lot to unpack there. He he knows he's he's going to see players leaving in their droves because they have these stupid clauses and stuff like that. So it's it's, Cheers, it's yeah it's it's. Um, it's it's well look he's gone to Sevilla now and there's ninety million in, in, in the in the red like so who's laughing like really I, I feel I mean? terrible but, for him Cal oh yeah I'd say so absolutely but, like, terrible he'll have to do you, some actual work and find some cheap players yeah well like you can see the caliber of player as well like that 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 just wants to up sticks and leave but you've you know like Brendan Aronson and stuff like that going off on loan with the potential coming back next year yeah. if we go do we even fucking want him if he comes back I don't you know, want to see kind him of it's like. You were you were quick to jump. Exactly. Why don't you just jump again and and off you pop? Keep jumping. Um, but yeah, I I think he covered enough of that last night anyway. Like mm, so, um, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to get um, two pence worth in there. Sure. Pick of the litter tonight, bully says two fine pups. I'd take either. Nice one, bully. Cheers, bully. <laughs> <laughs> Danny's still um, positive in the uh, comments tonight. Is I think he said fourteenth yesterday. That we get. Oh yeah, it did, uh, didn't yeah. It? Liam wants nice. uh, playoffs as a minimum, so I think that's well, the minimum success. But mm-hmm. again, we can't be too upset if it's not amazing. Yeah, yeah. All right. So after telling Joe yesterday, we're going to steal a bit of his uh, content for our channel. Um, we've got a special guest on tonight who also appeared on Joe's show. Uh, we've got Jacob from Canary Cast. I'm just going to bring him in so we can grill him on Daniel Farker. Hi, Evening, Jeff. Jacob. Evening, you're right. Yeah, not bad, mate. How are you doing? Oh, you froze a little there. Uh... Oh, sorry, cut out. I'm back. I'm here. <laughs> how, how are you doing, mate, apart from freezing? Yeah, I'm good, yeah. Apart from obviously awful internet connection in Norfolk. Yeah, I'm all right. How are you? <laughs> yeah, there's a joke in there, but I won't make it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not bad. I, I tried to wear a, a t-shirt in your honour with a, a yellow bird on it, but my green screen is played haywire with it, so you you can't see it, mate. It's uh, but I, I made the effort, you know. We we like to treat our guests well on this channel. Love it, love it. No, I appreciate it. <laughs> I didn't bother my arse. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> one out two is not bad. No, well, that's yeah, a, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, at least at least one Good of us cares. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. why we don't have Carl on very often. Um, it's it must have been a busy week so far for you guys. You must be uh, getting a lot of uh, messages and people reaching out. What we yeah, 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 yeah. I said to you both obviously uh, before we came on. Uh, quite a few people have even messaged. All quite nice to be fair, which is always uh, always a bonus. And oh. um, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I've been it's... I've been busy everywhere. Today, everywhere so. this lad. Literally everywhere. Can't, can't stop. Uh, must be the go-to Norwich kind of person. There's not many of us around here, so that must be why. <laughs> you can't keep a good man down, Jacob. Exactly. 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 <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna fire straight in. Um, we just we want to know all about Daniel Farker. We we we've been 
deprived of any kind of communication or information from the club for about six weeks here, haven't we, Carl? So we're uh, we're just yeah. looking to find out everything we can at the moment because this is the only bit of news we've had since the season ended. It's just been yeah. it's it's been awful to be honest this this year. Normally there's something going on. There's rumours. There's, there's respected journals coming out with stories and things that you think yeah he's normally reliable. So there's something in that. Just it's just been rubbish. Even was it two days, three days before Farker got appointed or announced that one of the papers ran a story saying Vieira was the man. And they just make up rubbish and you just you clamoring for something that's got some substance to it, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I think to be fair, as soon as I saw uh, Farker's name, I was thinking there's, there's something that would would ignite his sort of passion there. I think, I think to be honest, I've said it on a few other kind of places, I think he personally feels he's above championship level, but I feel when you've mm. got a club of your size and the chance for him to restructure, I think it's really interesting that he's kind of picked himself or not picked himself, but got the manager's title rather than mm. head coach. Gives him a lot more responsibility than probably what, well, definitely what he had at Norwich and same with Gladbach, to be fair. So he's got, mm. you know, more responsibility, a big contract, a big club ready to rebuild, new owners, so a new slate there. I think it's a, a big, big role for him, but something that yeah, he'll kind of lick his lips at and say, look, this is something he's, he's had experience of clearing out a squad before. We had that in Norwich in his kind of first season there after mm. we'd, we'd had a really poor season in the Championship and then after we'd been relegated under him as well, he had that kind of chance to, to rebuild it again and yeah. obviously I, I, I obviously heard you say whilst I wasn't on that what uh, one of your chaps was saying, Vieira is the better man. Yeah. To, to be honest, I don't see anyone better than Daniel Farker, two promotions in, in three mm. years and, and well, two title wins. Only one mm. other man in the history of championship football has done that. So I'd say that's not a bad guy to have. It's certainly the sort of track record you're looking for when you're trying to get back quite quickly. Um, I mean, the I get why people like Vieira, but for me, he's just he's not shown me that he's got what it takes to dig you out of a hole when the going gets tough, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when it comes to Farker, how is he regarded in Norwich now? Because obviously, when he left, he, you weren't doing well. Yeah, so, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'd, we'd sacked him. Um, but everyone, I would say, and a lot of Leeds fans will kind of relate to him very quickly. He's loved still at the club, and mm. or by the supporters, definitely. And as we've sacked him, we can't really say, oh, well, what is this? You know, if it was yeah. the fact that he's resigned and went somewhere else and then gone, he'd probably have a bit more of a kind of uh, name against him. But no, uh, I think a lot of people are probably quite sad, actually. It's like having your, your ex-missus go to maybe not your friend, but someone you know of. And it's like, <laughs> oh, should we have gone that? Should we have done that? How's, how's she going to act with this ah, one? Or, she's you know what I mean? that from Yeah, Dan exactly, Bob. exactly. Funny, <laughs> they all think they're big there, you know? Well, no, yeah. Um, yeah, so it'd be really interesting to see how he goes. I think there's a lot of responsibility on his shoulders in terms of just rebuilding that squad, really. But I think yeah. it's one that he definitely feels he's, he's going to back himself in and, and his backroom staff have gone with him. So he knows what he wants. He'll, he'll know who he wants. And it's just about putting them, those pieces together now. The financial backing yeah. as well will be big for him. I think glad back he didn't really have any, especially at Norwich, he had very little money. So if he's got you know finances to really kind of put in his system, I think mm. it really could quite work for Leeds really well if he, he's given enough time to kind of put everything together. Yeah, and it's like with us, with sort of Bielsa, when there was a rumbling about him going to Bournemouth and it were just the idea of it's heartbreaking mm. to to see somebody that has been so special to you and your club to then 
go and be somebody else's. That's that's difficult to take, isn't it? Especially in the same country. Yeah. I think when we when he went to Germany, it was like, okay, stay in Germany. And, and even mm. there even comments then, at least he's not gone to another English club. At least he's not gone to whoever it would be. But to come back and to have him come back to Cow Road when I think it's, it's October, November time, isn't it? Quite early on in the season. Yeah. That it's going to be, he'll have to get a good reception, but it'll be so weird to see him in the away dugout. And I think a lot of Norwich fans won't really know how to take him because he's such a, a nice character, as yeah. well as kind of being a really intelligent guy. You can't really dislike the guy, especially from a Norwich point of view, like you say, what he gave us. Yeah. It's going to be just so strange. And even if he celebrates, if you win, if he loses, it's just, it really doesn't really feel like it's it's actually really going to happen. So, yeah, it'll be a really weird one. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's an unfortunate one. But I'd say if I was a Leeds fan, I'd, I'd be looking optimistic towards this appointment, really. Yeah, I agree um, with that. Jacob, I just want to touch on something there. Yourself and Jay were talking about where, you know, it's it's going to be weird seeing him back at Carroll Road and all that. When, like, when Bielsa joined Leeds first, you had like, uh, you had like the Chilean supporters, you had uh, Bilbao supporters. They were like, they were describing themselves as the widows of Bielsa. <laughs> yeah. do, do, you, you have murals of, of Fark in, in yeah. Norwich now as well. Like, do, do you consider it kind of uh, like, you know, you're still in a bit of a mourning phase because we've got he, a question. Quite, on that, he, <laughs> oh, oh, right. Uh, well, well, well I, I touch about the old, uh, the the the. Would you be considered Fark um, widowers? Would you? I, I think so at the moment, yeah. Because also we're doing really poorly. I think our us since he's left, we haven't got better. I think like yourselves with Bielsa, it would have been the same if he'd gone to Bournemouth or Everton or whoever he was linked with at the time. We mm. haven't got better. We've only got worse. We haven't actually got the identity back since he's left. Really, we had such a clear mm. kind of pinpoint uh, kind of philosophy and way of playing and style of player that we, we didn't really have before him, and we definitely haven't had after. So it's really a case of you're kind of pining for what you did have. I think it was the right mm. time to sack him when we did. But yeah, very much so. I'd, I'd still say a lot of Norwich fans hold him in a lot of high regard. I think just because he has such a bad Premier League record, he's kind of, you know, haters or, you know, dislikers at Norwich will say, yeah, but he can do it in the Prem. I think if, if you look at it really strategically, I think you could take a lot of points away and kind of look at a lot of reasons why it didn't work in the Premier League. And you'll probably ask me in a bit, there's a lot of reasons why it didn't. And I think a lot of coaches would have struggled. Um, mm. If I'm looking at it now, personally, I'd say you've got a better coach than we have, so that's why I'm envious at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Who's, who is your manager at the moment? Uh, David Wagner. The, so that's the right. Field off. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Not, yeah. not work brilliantly at the minute. Kind of, uh, again, if you want to ask about Stuart Webber, feel free to after it in a bit, but kind of uh, worked with him before and Webber himself's obviously leaving. That's all mm. kind of was very high and now it's very, very low. That's the kind of character he is. It is a bit... You know, you either love him or you do hate him. And yeah. um, at the minute, it's, it's a, definitely the latter with, or with <laughs> Norwich fans and, and him. It's, it's gone very toxic. So uh, <laughs> as toxic as it can for Norwich, probably not the same level as, as the league can go. But um, yeah, it's, um, yeah, at the minute, very much, uh, yeah, widowers of Farker, I'd say, yeah, I'd agree with that. Right, Fair right. It's, there, there are a lot of similarities, seemingly, to how we feel about Bielsa and how you guys feel about Farker. Um, also... It, it the, the 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 sorry Jay, but the the turn in form for both clubs, it was exactly the, the you know pretty much mirrored each other when when Farka left G, Bielsa left us. It it all went kind of, you know, tits up a bit like, and it's like it was the same pattern. But we we seem to have got the manager that she wanted, and 
you've <laughs> not got the manager clearly that you have have pined for really yeah so yeah i, I watched quite a bit of leads towards back end of the season and, and saw a lot of similarity in terms of just kind of watching the premier league and saw a lot of kind of norwich being relegated and thinking that's a squad that's in trouble mm, in terms yeah. of going down there's a lot of players who don't want to be there that a lot had given up you could see especially in that spurs game i thought it was embarrassing the, the way mm. they just they just mm. gave up in a game you had to win i know it was mathematically very unlikely anyway but there was a, there was a team there that didn't care we had but ironically, our last game was against Spurs as well before we got relegated and we lost 5-0. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a great one. Um, so we'd seen a lot of similarities there and, yeah, very much a case of just... I think, this, again, though, Daniel Fark will use that a lot, he'll, with the, especially with your fan base. He'll, he'll kind of go back to that and say, look, I know you've been mm. hurt a lot before, but he'll really go and say, look, this is how I'm going to change it. And that will probably open a lot of kind of uh, new avenues for Leeds fans think, mm. yeah, this is a positive. But yeah, definitely Norwich have, have gone completely down since. And that's probably a mixture of Weber being Weber and um, mm. the club just not really recovering from a guy who, who had such a clear staple of how he wanted to do things. Yeah, it is um, uncanny, the, the similarities in the way we've both sort of taken a downturn. Sorry, Carl, you were going to say something. Oh, no, no, go on, Jay, man. Sound. Um, it, it's gone out of my head now. Yeah, so... <laughs> We um, we've kind of had the same thing where when when results have gone really bad and it has been really bad, there has been kind of a feeling in a lot of the fan base we do need a change, but nobody's been happy that you've had to make a change. Nobody's been no, no one can look back and say it was definitely the right decision. Looking at where we've ended up anyway, you know it's it's that kind of thing. There's a, you often get it where it's like, I want this manager out, get rid of him, he's crap. But there's there's so much regret about the way it ended for us. And I think I'm getting the sense it's the same for you guys with, with Farker. Yeah, massively so. I think, um, like I said, yeah, it really is quite, yeah, almost strange, like you say, in, in him coming there and just looking back, I think it's very similar. He was kind of held to, to God-type level for Norwich level. I'd say that there hasn't been a, a manager more supported for the last easily a decade in terms of just how he turned everything around. That was obviously, you know, winning games, playing beautiful football, that was part of it. But he rebuilt everything. He, he made mm. us feel like we were actually part of the club again, which yeah. would be 100% loss. And he'll do that with Leeds. If he's given enough time, he'll definitely make supporters feel like, you know, they're involved in the club. They matter. We scored, especially when we went up the first time, so many late goals. It yeah. just all kind of snowballed perfectly everything he said really happened. So it just works so well. And he'll be hoping for it again. I think he'll be it, it'll be a lot smarter this time around. I don't think it's going to be as swashbuckling as what we had in our first promotion. Mm. I've said it a few times to other Leeds fans. Probably look at our second promotion in probably more detail as to how he'll do things. A bit more yeah. structure, less goals kind of conceded. And, and still good football, still really good football. But just... There's an expectation there. He knows how to handle expectation of the championship. He knows the players he needs. It's just give, if he get, if he's given the correct players, and I mean his first choice rather than his third or fourth choice, yeah, yeah. then it will work well. It's where you kind of meet in the middle and go, oh, I have to compromise on this player. We'll get the second or third choice. That's yeah. when it can get a bit wishy washy, and you go, yeah, he doesn't. You can see that's a square peg in a round hole rather than the yeah. perfect Daniel Farker player sort of thing. Yeah, Bielsa just wouldn't accept second or third choices, would he, Carl? No, he not at all. We just didn't sign anyone. <laughs> yeah, well, that was it. Like, but it, it, just just to touch on something that you mentioned there, Jacob, about the the kind of fabric that Farka put into the club. Bielsa, you know, like Jay just touched on there, 
was given loads of players that, you know, he always said that he wanted better than what he already had. Um, with Farca being manager and, and the rumours that he's going to be a lot more involved in uh, transfers and whatnot, do you think uh, he's going to have a scattergun approach just strictly because he's he knows there's so many players going out and he needs players in really quickly? Or is he going to be very cautious about that? He'll, he'll 100% look at the Youth Academy. I'd say that's mm. one thing I'd, I'd definitely mm. say um, he's brought through 11, 12 players at his time in Norwich from our Youth Academy, which is, we've never had that before. I think something yeah. like 25% of all the minutes played were from Academy players under him in, in four years, which is impressive. That yeah. was probably Weirdly, you had, you had some bloody good players in there. Oh, oh massively. Yeah, and, and that was, a lot of the players were there before he joined, but he gave them the opportunity where, you know, we've had Alex Neal and other, you know, English, British managers would probably look at it and go, like you say, probably go scattergun and go, I need a result this week. I'm not going to play the 18-year-old right back. I'm going to play the, the 30-year-old experienced player I've got. I'd say if he thinks they're good enough, he'll say that he doesn't really mind about the age. Like I say, Max Aarons came in at 18, had never yeah. played a game before. He put him in the, the Ipswich game, which is our, our local derby big game away from home and then he played the rest of the season and was has been brilliant for the club got over 200 appearances but that's yeah. because Parker backed him it didn't matter if he made a mistake he'd stay with him so once he kind of has the players he wants he will con uh, continuously play them in terms of signings he, he was a sporting director it kind of when he started out in Germany very low level mm. then went to the youth team so he'll know exactly who he wants and I think that manager role is so key because He's got more of a say, and he will know exactly. I think he's got so much almost gravitas in that in that uh, that team, and you know, even the higher ups. I'd say he's he's really got actually quite a lot of power there to say, look, yeah. whatever you say of me, I've got two two championship title wins. I know what it takes. So give yeah. me who I need, player A, and they'll come in. I think you'll yeah. give everyone a chance to a degree. If uh, there's a lot of times at Norwich where players have either uh, had kind of had said something against him. And that player, Moritz Leitner, was an example, had been playing quite regularly for Norwich. As soon mm. as he spoke out against uh, Farker in the dressing room, never played since, was then released and hadn't played. Wow. So he's very much a uh, disciplinarian in terms of if you go against his word, he will bin you off absolutely no problem. And that doesn't matter if that's the best player in the team or, you know, just the kind of reserve goalkeeper. He will not have a problem with doing that. Probably too much to his own degree as quite stubbornness at times if there's a yeah. player who goes against him doesn't train to Farker's levels he won't be in that start 11 there's absolutely no doubt about that the, there is a touch of uh, the the like I can understand that it's 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 about trust in the players that you're going to be putting out on the pitch he did say that he wants to have 11 players every week on the pitch that are going to die for the shirt yeah. defend the shirt rather yeah um and 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 I can understand why he would look at players like that when it comes to the the situation that I can't remember who was it that found the the, the player. That you yeah, mentioned? Morris Morris Leitner, um, Leitner yeah. who he would work with before, funnily enough. So he's mm. the player who he had personality with and, and had a he, he was the reason he came to Norwich. He wouldn't have done so otherwise um, in terms yeah. of in terms of actually coming to Norwich. So yeah, it was no problem there. He's um, he will he will be quite cutthroat in that in that regime, but he will give players a chance. There, there were players who. Like I say, James Madison had been at Norwich, had been out on loan and hadn't been used yet. And Farker seen something in him, thought, right, this is a, a player that I, I want to see. He's talented and really and, and really picked him. And, and he was incredible for that season for Norwich and then sold for 25 million. So yeah. when the trust is there, he will back them. But like, yeah, like like we said, as soon as that goes against him, that he has no problem shutting the door on that player. 
yeah, it's uh, it's it's nice to 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 see that he's got that kind of strict uh, attitude towards how he trains, how he plays, how you treat you know everything around the the, the club, because I think not kind of pointing the finger at anyone in particular there's a lot of players that are in our squad now at the moment that do need that discipline back because we we lost it the minute uh bielsa left uh we lost the fitness we lost the discipline and it just turned into chaos and we it, it it's nice to have someone of that ilk back in the club as as a manager rather than a coach because he will have the final say on particular players if he's a manager mm-hmm. rather than just a coach he can't he won't have a director of football or the board coming to him going, no, we've just spent 10 million on this guy. You can't do that. And he's like, well, he's not going to fit in now because he's pulled this one and he's done this. So what's the point in keeping him around, you know? Mm-hmm. And it'll be nice because it'll keep everyone on their toes. And I think it makes for a good, strong bond in a dressing room that everyone's singing off the same hymn sheet. Like, And, and it, it's got to be done, I think. Yeah, 100%. He, he goes, yeah, he goes along with that. With that. Yeah, he goes along with that. He I'll, says I'll... that kind of brings them all together like that. He brings the fans and the players together and says it's, it's key to have this all-in-one mentality almost and, and bring every... Mm-hmm. And that You'll hear that a lot with him. He'll, he'll talk a lot about kind of the Ellen Road atmosphere and how important the fans are and how he's picking the team to match the mm-hmm. kind of supporter base. He'll probably talk about um, even to the degree of where the supporters work, you know, that it's, it's, a, it's a city that works hard. It wants to improve. You know, it expects grit, it expects hunger. They, they, you'll hear all these kind of buzzwords. They'll bring out a lot to kind of resonate with every Leeds fan, really, and say, actually, yeah, this is a guy who gets me, gets the kind of football I want to watch and the player players I want to watch. Yeah, that's what we want at the end of the day. And he's already, um, I think he's already alluded to it in his interviews that he understands that we want to see players work hard. That's sort of the minimum that we want. And um, the fitness levels last season were diabolical, weren't they, Carl? Oh, they were shocking. Like, you'd Mark Rocker training five days a week and he couldn't last 65, 70 minutes. You know what I mean? And He, he, yeah, he got he, subbed every game at 65 every, minutes. Every single game he got subbed. And he got subbed and replaced by, no offence or anything, but Adam Forshaw, who'd been out for nearly two years with an injury. You know what I mean? So Yeah, exactly. The fitness levels, I'm like, I have kind of done a bit of background checking on some of the uh, the coaching staff. Um, and there's uh, one of your lads is uh, I'm I'm going to absolutely butcher this name now. Uh, Chris, here we go. Domogala. Yeah, smashed it, smashed it. Yeah. Yo, that's a that's a first yeah. for Carl. Is that he captains anything? Hundred percent. That, that's a first for me, man. Hundred percent. I'm consistently shit at names. Um, so. <laughs> So, like, um, I just have a few questions about the coach and staff that are going to be joining them because a lot of them have been with them for quite some time. Um, now, this Chris chap, I'm not going to do that again because I'll push my luck. He's a <laughs> rehab and athletic coach, apparently. So he'll be working alongside our resident, Dr. Frankenstein, Rob Price. Um, is there any idea, like, what's he, what's he like with time frames, with player returns and stuff like that? He's not. Is he, is he cautious enough? To, to kind of go no he's not or would he would he tempt fate and say yeah you've got a you know you've got 75 minutes in you whereas Rob Price would be very thorough in how he goes about things you know so I'm just because we've we're, we're we're I don't know if you've noticed but we're infamous for injuries and long-term <laughs> injuries at that yeah. and 
it, it's very important that if we have a good squad, we need to be careful with the players and bringing them back. How how does this Chris chap go about it? Like, because he'd be working alongside Rob, and Rob is is quite good. Like, yeah, he's intense, Domagala. When you see him, the the leads, um once training starts, you'll probably see him, and he's massive. So straight yeah. away you go, okay, he knows about his fitness. Um, <laughs> the, the whole Farka Domagala thing is seven days a week you'll be training and you will be doing double sessions so we scored so many late goals in the first season because we were the fittest team in the league comfortably mm. um and, and we were amazed by that it, it really was key to domagala how how um intense they were in terms of injuries we are yeah it's instantly as infamous as you guys it definitely was center backs always injured i would say we never really rushed a player that was probably because of farka though as soon as a player comes in to replace injured or suspended player if that player who's come in has uh, done well, he then won't replace that player. That even if the you know injured player is you know uh, captain or kind of main player, the youth player or whoever the backup is will probably stay in. More, nine times out of ten, that happened at Norwich. The only exception was probably Emi Buendia, who was our, or Timo Puki, who were kind of the, the main stars really. Yeah. But every other position on the pitch was mainly if that player has come in and been good. For example, Tim Closer was one of our, our big centre-backs centre at the time, got injured yeah, in our promotion season. Ben Godfrey came in and mm. came in at centre-back, really good player, but hadn't really played much, and then played for the rest of the season. So that's how kind of important Farker sees that. Again, he kind of lives by his own word in terms of that consistency. If you give him kind of, you know, everything he's got, he's going to uh, repay you with that kind of faith and, you know, continuity, really. So, yeah, mm. in terms of time frames. I'd say Farker's very good at lying in terms of when someone when a player okay three to six weeks can sometimes crop back a bit quicker than that. So yeah. it's the other way for us. We get told someone's okay. out for two weeks and they're gone for two years. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, exactly that one as well. Since Farker, that's been the case as well. But mostly, yeah, he he will um, try and keep it very loose lipped in terms of. Um, injuries and stuff he'll he'll mm. play the media how he wants to you'll see it very very quickly in terms of as the season progresses he only lets the narrative out that he wants in terms of injuries players whatever it is um, yeah. he'll get his message across very clearly but yeah mm. Don Miguel is brilliant I'd say yeah. he's he's very very good at getting that team back to a level of fitness that you were kind of used to under Bielsa I would say brilliant so music to my ears that yeah, I'm delighted to hear that. Um, I, I obviously have, have a little bit of information about each of these guys. So I just, you know, I want to just ask a few questions just to see yeah, what the crack is so we can get a feel for what they're going to be like, you know, in and around the club and stuff. Uh, Christopher John worked at him as a first team coach at Carroll Road and uh, remained with him uh, throughout his stints. Was it in Russia and, you, and, and Germany? Yeah, yeah. Russia, didn't he? And he got yeah. nixed because of the, uh, the kickoff, the war. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Never actually had a game with them, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he'd be uh, classed as the head of performance. And what I want to kind of understand is, we've seen like I don't mean to harp on about it, but we, like we've seen how um, fit we were when we played G at Carroll Road under Bielsa in his first season. Like we we were super fit, like but he he kind of you know understood Bielsa tactically in the second game and beat us comfortably as well. But can we expect the same levels of fitness under Fark as we as we did under Bielsa? Because that makes for a, a very interesting style of football when you're when you have a team that fit. Like, 
yeah, I'd, I'd say it will run it close. I think Bielsa's probably on another level to any other coach, but Farquhar will want it high in terms of, he'll say, and if, if he, again, if he hasn't already, he'll bring out the line of, I want 100% possession in every game, if I could, ideally. So mm. as soon as that ball's lost, he wants it back. I wouldn't say it's as kind of intensive as a Bielsa, let's all go kind of together and, you know, a bit manic. But yeah. he'll want the ball back quickly. That that will be kind of a four-two-three-one formation. So the kind of two defensive midfielders will be defensive midfielders and sit. But that front four will go and win it back, and they'll be expected to go win it back quickly. So we've got the ball and can keep it. Um, yeah. So fitness-wise, yeah, I, I wouldn't have any worries there. I'd expect it to be very high, and with, with what we've seen at Norwich before, it will be kind of at a level where we can, you can keep the ball, you can maintain it win it back quickly, but also still be uh, proficient enough in, in later in the game, 85 to 90 minutes, where, like I say, in the first season, especially we scored so many late goals because mm. we were so fit in that first promotion season. I'll tell you what, Jake, um, you're getting me excited here. I'm, I'm liking well, what I'm hearing. I've, I've got another question now, Jay. So this this is the one, re- one name I was more worried about than any of the other three. Um, is it uh, Reimer? Yeah, Eddie Reimer. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. Um, him and Farrakh have been together for quite a while now. Like the, He managed them at uh, Lipstadt in 2009 and then carried on with uh, Farrakh after he retired. Yeah. So they've clearly got a good connection. Is is he as involved on the sideline as he would be kind of in training? Um, yeah. In that yeah, sense, but, like giving him yeah. advice and, and stuff, you know? Yeah, very much so. He kind of, uh, Farrakh especially, is always kind of especially after the first two promotions, had always said how important his backroom team were, especially Domagala. Reimer came out a couple of times in terms of local media and had conversations about why he liked Farker, how inspired he was when he played under him to then go in as a coach with him. And like you say, he's been with him ever since. Has exactly the same philosophy that that does Eddie Reimer in terms of wanting the ball, wanting to be progressive. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Wanting to win the ball back when you lose it. And, and he, you can tell when you hear him talk, he loves Farker himself. He, he was inspired as a, uh, as a player under the coach. Mm. And, and just, yeah, enjoyed playing with him. So exactly the same philosophy, but Farker will be on the pitch, yeah, 100%. He won't be a um, a coach who will be, you know, sipping the coffee in, in his office whilst, you know, the other three go around training. Farker will right. be hands-on. He'll want to, and he'll, he'll quite regularly kind of, you know, stop the play and be very specific to players in terms of either formation or the way he wants them to play mm. one-on-one and as a team. 
he's very, like I say, very disciplinarian in terms of this is the way I want to play. Yeah, a lot of players have come out and said, look, he's he spoken to me very well one-on-one in terms of yeah. very small body positions and very specific to Farker and mm. how he wants them to play. So there'll be absolutely no doubt. You can look at all the goals on Twitter, um, on YouTube, the really good goals. You can see every player as soon as they pass the ball, they either know where the next player is going to be or they move into next position. It's so intrinsically done because it's been trained to within an inch of its life, really, to, to really mm. work successfully. So, yeah, in terms of there won't be a stone unturned by the by the four of them, really, to, to get that level of football up. It really depends on the players you have. In the first yeah. season he was there, it, we finished 14th, but it didn't work because he didn't have the players he wanted. That, mm. second, that summer, we then got the players he wanted, uh, probably not every player he was like, yes, that is the one for me, but it just seemed to work. Those who did come in, those who developed, wanted to listen, probably because they were all fairly young, went behind the ears, but were talented. So we'd yeah. listen to every word he had, I had to say, and, and it would just work perfectly. Once it really started going, it probably took five to ten games for us to really start seeing it, especially mm. well, uh, well, pretty much after we, we, we lost to yourselves. I think it was quite a close game up until, you know, 60 odd minutes. And then, like you say, they, Bielsa and, and co kind of ran us off the pitch really didn't they and to, to go and win 3-0 after that we tweaked a couple of things weren't so open Max Aarons came mm-hmm. in and it just snowballed and, and, and the football was brilliant so yeah there, there'll be no doubt that they are within an inch of life those players will be trained to know exactly how Farker wants to, to play the game yeah, Do you think don't... that'll have upset him being run off the pitch by another team like that? Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I think it'll be it would at that time. I think he w- would have definitely respected Bielsa. I think he'd said before mm. the game that you know this is one of the best coaches in the world. And yeah. at the time, I, I remember I remember it quite well because it was was a three 0 defeat. It was a, a heavy defeat in terms of you know at home, but we could see yeah. what we wanted. And he, he he kind of what Farker will do is he'll bring in the positives of what has happened first, especially after a defeat. You know where we're going. This is how we want to play, which can be a bit frustrating yeah. to the ears, if, especially if you've kind of gone four or five games like just want to win. Don't care about yeah. you know the little things. But he is very <laughs> intrinsic in, in how he wants to be. So yeah, there will be negatives to it, but he'll he'll be positive all along in terms of or keep the positivity positivity going, especially in the early games. Yeah, yeah. It, it it's good to hear that, like because it there's a lot of people kind of. Like myself included, like I said earlier on, like we had our doubts when it first got mentioned because of his record in the Premier League, and then you heard about him getting sacked in Germany. But like, you got to look at the positives in every situation. Look what he's done at Norwich. If he was financially backed, mm-hmm. I'm sure you'd even say that he could probably have done a lot better and finished higher and kept you in the league, perhaps. Yeah, in terms of like, so we'll put it into kind of, you know, uh, hindsight really and, and say, yes, it probably could have been. I think at the time we were a bit frustrated in terms of the money we'd spent in the first season. It was five million all in all mm. in terms of loans and transfers, which is, is nothing. It's nothing for Premier League money. We weren't actually that far away before lockdown. We had 21 points after 28 games and just beaten Leicester 1-0 at home, knocked Spurs out of the FA Cup, but then lockdown shut us all down. And quite frankly, afterwards, we were rubbish. We lost all 10 <laughs> games after that. And, and the season looked really poor. But actually, at that time, it, it wasn't actually that bad in, in, when you look back at it. Second time round, he had more of a say in the transfers. But we had to sell our best player to finance that. We, we'd spent mm. 30 million profit. 
that was all the Emi Buendia money that we got. So again, about total 60 million, but that was for seven, eight players. So again, yeah, you're yeah. not spending big on players. You're maximum we've spent under him is nine million so again it's it's tiny money in in terms of yeah which is which is crazy so yeah. he's always had a hand tied behind his back really in terms of in terms of that premier league because the difference between championship and prem is is it's never been bigger and it's only growing bigger by the season yeah, yeah that, that that that's one of the things that concerned me the most was just that and then obviously someone someone else said it to me to kind of snap me around and think of it a bit more logically like but I think if if managers like that who have a clear path, like you've said, and and they know how they want to play and and they've got the staff with them who they trust and stuff like that, if they're not backed, there's only so much they can do. We even saw it with Bielsa where they didn't bring in players of the calibre he was looking for and the the, the whole team and club suffered in the long run. Like, same as yourselves. Yeah, very. Yeah, and it was exactly the same with Farker. Like I say, he had more of a say in the the second season we went down Mm -hmm. that he got sacked in we're probably picking second, third choices of who he wanted. And that's why I kind of mm. really press it. If he gets the first choice player, like we did in the championship two times, then it goes magical. You know, we finished 95, yeah. 97 points and won the league easily both times in good, uh, well, especially that first season, as you guys know. It's, it's a good good year in the championship. You guys, uh, yeah. Sheffield United, were was, there, yeah, weren't they as well? And they're a bit of Villa as well. They're big teams and, and good level mm. of, of quality. And we, we kind of just flew through the pack and were definitely the underdogs, but we, we dominated the league eventually. Um, so, like yeah, a hot knife through butter. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's, well, that, that Leeds game was the one where we were like, we, we're going to do this actually. And that yeah. was really the pivotal game where, you know, you normally think we're, we're going to bottle this, you know, away at Ellen yeah. Road, big game. Remember that the fans were up for it both sets and, but that was the game, and but yeah, hundred percent. If he's in that Premier League, if he's backed, if he gets there, obviously, then mm. he's definitely got the talent enough to, to to be able to be at that level and compete, hundred percent. Yeah, I, I uh, yeah, I I I I was looking at the Championship uh, table there just randomly today, and there's only five six teams in the whole Championship that have never appeared in the Premier League. I think this is probably going to be one of the toughest. Uh, championships in a long, long time. You you vips which you came up, and they absolutely smashed League One. It's going to be hard. You've Coventry there. Like I don't think Coventry was a fluke. Now, mind you, if they lose Harmer and that uh, Jorkerez, did I get that right? Are you doing well, Carl? (laughs) That's 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 five out of five. Smarty said the cat caught with Carl getting all these names and pronunciations right. What the hell's going on? It's the, it's the, yeah, yeah. It's timeline shift, Marty. Timeline shift. Um, but yeah, I, I like it. It's going to be difficult, and I'm, I'm I, like, I think Farka, by the way you're talking, has kind of gone to the the board and, and said, look, it, it's probably going to be one of the. He'll recognise it's one of the hardest leagues to get out of. He knows himself. But looking at the teams in there now as well, like Sunderland built all right last year. Millwall fell away kind of a bit towards the end. You teams up there that you wouldn't normally expect to Sunderland be up there. And then you've again. just that yeah, you've just added Leicester, Southampton and ourselves to that mix as well. And it it's going to be a tough league, like. The money that Leicester and Southampton have as well, I think that's easy yeah. to on, isn't it? To spend yeah. ten million on Winks who's should be at this level. I know he should be amazing at this level and Southampton are going to mm. keep a lot. I think those top two places, is, I mean, I'd be I'd be surprised if one, uh, two of the top three, uh, sorry, 
three of the, the three relegated teams, if two of them aren't in the top two, I'd be very surprised. Just because the money you've oh, got, the players yeah. you've still got, and the championship level recently has dropped off so much. Watford will improve, West Brom will improve. Like you say, Sunderland. There's some yeah. big teams there that are quite, yeah. it's going to be competitive, 100%. And I was saying last night on, on last night's pod, like you always get an outlier as well. You get yeah. a team like Luton that comes out of nowhere and you have to account for that happening as well with at least one team. It's just so unpredictable. And that's that's how you end up stuck there for bloody years. It's brilliant when you're winning it in, in the season. <laughs> you get relegated, you're like, ah, oh, we'll go oh, to yeah. team, we'll go back Championships, up. yes. Yes, but as soon as you finish like we did last year, 13th, you go, ah, I remember why I don't like this league. <laughs> I, uh, gonna, um, sorry, Carl, I'm just going to rifle through a yeah, few yeah. comments unless you need it, to... Okay. No, 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 carry uh, on, man. No, no worries, you throw me slightly there. Right, here we go. Bully Leeds says, tell you what, Carl is a very clever bloke. Spoke to him a few times on Twitter. Good a bloke as you can get, Jay, a close second. You're making me better here now, buddy. <laughs> uh, next one is a question for you, Jacob. Sure. It's Luke from our pod saying, uh, where do you think Leeds will finish the season before ins and outs? So I guess he means as we are now. Uh, okay, that's, that's an interesting one. Uh, to be, it's an interesting one in terms of how long you give Farker. I think if you trust that system, it can work. But I, I'd be very surprised if by, I don't know, November, December, you're top two and flying just because mm. of the way his football is so intrinsic. I know with Bielsa, it kind of worked well and it went well, didn't it? Kind of in that yeah. first season, you were always up there. I think with Farker, it will take a little bit more time. I think there'll be a lot of expectation that he'll have to manage that a lot. I'd be If it works well, you keep him and you back the system, you get all the players you want. Top six is, is, is uh, not easy, but it will be, in my mind, 95% you're there just because of the coach. Mm just because of the philosophy and he knows how to do it. But let's yeah. not forget, actually, in two of his three seasons, he's not finished below first. That's that's <laughs> the thing. He know it's not even like he's scraped the playoffs both times and won promotion. No, he it. has won it by a canter both times. I think that with with a team that didn't spend much money either way, had quality players but did not spend much money. With money and quality players, it's a it's a scary prospect to what he can do if he's given the the, the kind of time to allow it to to flow into full kind of rhythm really. Yeah. We've got uh, another question for you from Smarty, also from our pod. Do you think that we'll poach any Norwich players? I don't think there's that many to take, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, he'd, to be fair, if, if, if Leeds were in the Prem and Farker had taken over, 100% Max Ahrens would, would be, in my mind, as the top one that he'd want. He's looked at him at Gladbach and uh, when he went over there, he, he, he loves him as a, as a fullback, so I'd 100% take him. I'd say I'm not going to lie, was, I'd like him. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a quality player. I, I'd be I'd be amazed if he's if he's in the championship this season. We, we've he said himself. Stuart Webber said from, from the Norwich point of view that he will be off. I think he'll go to a Fulham or a West Ham. Be no mm. money talks if he's offered an incredible contract that leads. So yeah. an opportunity to go back to a manager he knows exactly his game inside out and knows how to get him better. It wouldn't mm. it wouldn't amaze me. But um, it would take a lot of money for him to go to a championship. Probably more money yeah. in the championship than it would for a Premier League club to take him. To be honest. Maybe so. Um, we've got a comment from Fergal who's just saying, first Joe, then Kate, and now Farker know better. I don't think we'll be changing our name to that. <laughs> Fergal, no, but, uh, <laughs> but you never know. You never know. We've got to come up with something. Uh, Danny yeah. says, Jay getting excited in his high chair. His legs are swinging. <laughs> That's me, Danny. That's me. You know me, pal. 
if 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 you if you're not aware, Jacob, uh, Jay, Jay is vertically challenged. Apparently, apparently five foot eight is China. That that that's where the the leg swinging on the chair comes from. I love it. I'm only five nine, mate. So I'll I'll live that with you. I'm, we'll there's, be there's no point can. arguing against him anymore. Uh, it's just you just got to roll with it, mate. So I'm Scottish uh, and I look like fucking Audrey. Apparently, <laughs> but, uh, I don't know how to do with that. Like. Yeah. I'm going to send Jacob a picture of your lockdown there, later, just so you can see where that's <laughs> come from. Uh, Andy Law says, this all sounds good. Let's hope we get the, the team right for Farka. Absolutely, mate. And uh, yeah. Deck Buckley says, this is the fifth Leeds channel I've seen you on, Jacob. Just admit you're a Leeds fan. <laughs> oh, you, yeah, I've said it on each pod as well. My brother lives in Leeds. I've got family there. So actually, I do. I, I love go. the place as well. So actually, to be fair, I'm basically, uh, basically a half Leeds fan already. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there you He's go. halfway there. Yeah. Living yeah, on the prayer, there. something like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have what else you wanted to ask, Carl? I've just got a couple of things left and then we'll wrap up because I don't want to keep you on for... For too long, Jacob. Um, how like uh, no, actually, it, it was a question that uh, I just realised you have on your list there, Jay. So no, you go for it there, man. Oh, I've, I've nothing at the moment, man. You, you're a gentleman and a scholar. Um, I was just going to ask you, Jacob. How does Farker handle pressure? Like, does his demeanour change? Do his tactics change? What What's it like when it's not going well? Uh, so uh, tactics, no. Plan A is plan B and plan C, or so plan B and plan C is do plan A better. He won't change. We've heard he, that before. He, yeah, yeah. So you'll you, you'll know exactly. He he'll be to the level of what Bielsa is in terms of uh, stubbornness, in terms of how he wants it. It'll be you know the players need to be better, not that I need to be better. To be honest, he'll make mm. tweaks. Like I say, in that second promotion season, he made us uh, harder to score against, and probably acted in the you know more teams expected, you know, to, to kind of Norwich to be challenging rather than rather than be kind of swashbuckling and just fly through the leagues. Mm. In terms of pressure, he'll be very, he'll just be a very honest bloke, to be honest with you. He, he'll if a game you've dominated and lose one nil off a last minute free kick, that's exactly how he'll see it and say, look, we yeah. played amazingly well. And that will like I say, at times frustrate fans if you go on a get a, a winning kind of or losing run or, you know, winless run. But he is very honest. He'll be very, and he'll see such like he'll and explain. It's probably quite a German thing, really. The nuances in everything. So he'll talk about kind of you know little minutes in the 60th minute where you've played such brilliant football in that bit, but you miss that sitter or whatever yeah. it is. He will really hone in on that to say, look, we're, we're getting there. We're better. We're going to be better. Um, but he will be honest with you. You'll expect you'll respect his honesty. I think he's quite an unflappable bloke, really, in terms of he knows what he wants to do, especially in this league. He'll he'll know that he's got success, really. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, that'll be the, that'll be the, uh, the main thing. He won't really change. He's he's a he's a good bloke to listen to, win or lose. But he's just so um, focused and honed in on his own ideas that, that they'll never change. I uh, I, like, I like that he's honest. It's it's refreshing. Sorry, go on, Carl. No, it sounds. I I used to kind of look at some uh, games where we played the teams that we'd expect to get hockeyed against. You know, uh, like even we played Leicester at home uh, in Bielsa's second season, and like it was it it was mad because everyone was like, he doesn't have a plan B, he doesn't have a plan B, and it was the one game I'd seen where Vardy didn't have any out ball over the top, and I was like, well, maybe Bielsa's plan B is just sit a little deeper. Rather than you know push so high up the pitch, maybe mm. that's what Farka did in his second season, where he was like, "Well, we just sit a little deeper," 
and and we won't give away so much space in between mm. in behind the like the full backs and and down the middle of the the pitch like yeah i, I think he he learned a lot from the championship there oh, like i say from from the first promotion season we we did just give away stupid goals we we then brought in a defensive midfielder in Ollie skip who was was absolutely brilliant um who's obviously now at spurs um he was really the the glue that held it together in the second season helped a lot um he kind of understood that yeah actually when you two fullbacks go forward in the championship as soon as they get the ball, they're going to use that space in behind. They're not going to be Premier League City and go, right, let's recycle and reuse. It really is going to be, yeah, if you're playing Rotherham away, you're going to get Rotherham away. It's yeah. not good. So he learned yeah. a lot from that. And he'll, there's, like I said, there's, there's no better person in, in my mind to, to manage in the championship because he's seen it all. Every, pretty much every single team, bar a few, he's, he's managed against and in manage against most of the coaches as well. So he'll know what he's coming up against. He'll know the expectation that Leeds fans have because we had it when we, we went down the, the, the first time under him um, that, that we wanted straight back promotion. So he's got no no qualms there. But he'll, yeah, in, in terms of possession, he'll want 60 plus percent and, and really be dominant. But yeah, like you say, he will kind of tweak things very slightly. But the main kind of precedence the same. Keep the ball, play pretty mm. football, score the perfect goal and he'll be happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we we had a manager last year who didn't identify the problem of pushing your fullbacks too far up the pitch and <laughs> negating the ball over the top of your right and left back. Like so, yeah. it, it it'll be nice to see that kind of problem alleviated within the first few weeks of the season. Like that'll be all right, you know. Oh, yeah, the, the midfield's really important for him. I think I've seen a few kind of comments of Leeds fans saying wait until Farker sees the midfield and things like that. That is a really key area for him, actually, in terms of... So, yeah, that's great. So, he'll be looking forward to seeing that. But, yeah, um, yeah in terms of, like, he's very disciplined in terms of get those two defensive midfielders in who can both play. They're not just going to be breaking up uh, play and, you know, can't do anything else. But mm. he'll, he'll expect them to be able to pass the ball as, as well as, you know, the, the main kind of creator in the team. But yeah, yeah. those kind of areas are so key to him. That midf- if that midfield works well, the rest kind of all works together really quite nicely, really. Woody, uh, no, sorry, go on, go on. Good. No, I'm going to I'm going to pull that question from Luke, uh, so that'll wh- take us off on a tangent. You just uh, <laughs> ask what you're when you say he'll play two holding players, like one of them is going to be more defensive minded than the yeah. other, would you? Would it be a case of if he's playing another player in beside him that they'll they'll try to create from the back and not just break like you said break the play up? Is he going to, like because there's obviously going to be that player in front of them then in that yeah. diamond in that triangle and and it just depends who he puts in there as to how this player potentially plays uh, beside the defensive midfield. Yeah, so that was kind of Kenny McLean's role. So if you ever kind of, again, watch the clips, Kenny would normally drop the deepest. So he's a left-footed kind of Scottish midfielder mm. who was kind of a number 10 at Aberdeen. Bit of mm. box-to-box as well. Farker kind of had him sitting in that second that second role. So it would be in the first season, Tribal, Tete, and then it was Skip as your defensive midfielder who wouldn't do much else but tackle and then pass mm. it. Kenny would drop deep, ping the passes sometimes, but still have that discipline to actually stay. Uh, sometimes go forward if you're, again, really dominant against a, a really poor side. Mm. But more often than not, yeah, I'd say you, you've got it spot on there. He would be kind of the more creator. If not, it would be Mario Vrancic, who had zero legs, but a beautiful left-footed uh, kind of style of play and free kick set pieces he was beautiful at. So, again, he kind of, yeah, a little bit of a hybrid role next to the defensive midfielder, but yeah. mainly you will sit and will help out that midfielder just to cover left back going forward, right back going forward. 
Cool. All right, so the, the, that player kind of fall into a back four then to cover the, the uh, right and yeah, left back, yeah, yeah. potentially yeah, moving exactly forward, that, right? Yeah. Right, okay, yeah. Interesting. Sounds like we might be a bit more solid than we have been this past season. Yeah, that, that, that wouldn't worse. be hard, Jay. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Got a, a question from Luke I was just going to bring up for you. It's a question for Jacob. Is there a risk that he could be overwhelmed with the size of Leeds? Uh, it's, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I, to be fair, I don't watch German football, so I don't know how big Gladbach are. I mean, he did manage the, the second tier of, of Dortmund, so he, he was in kind of and uh, on the same training fields as Jurgen Klopp. So he's got kind of and Thomas Tuchel, so he's got experience of kind of big coaches with him. Yeah, it's a big club. It's a big expectation. I'd say Norwich aren't yeah as big as Leeds, but the expectation when we came down the second time was as high as what Leeds will be now. So, And that mm. was, look, we need to go straight back up. We've kind of, um, yeah, the expectation. Yeah, 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 very much so. The, the second time we went down, the, the one under him, um, was was very much that we want to get promoted straight away. You've almost said to us it's a free hit in the Premier League this year because we're going to come back stronger again to get back promoted. And yeah. we, were, we, we weren't in the stadium. So it was a lot of online stuff that, again, yeah. we, uh, very passionate, probably more passionate than any Norwich fans have ever been, really, because it's heightened when you're at home, isn't it? You, you can't do anything else. Other, I watched all 46 games because I could. It was as yeah, easy yeah. as that. So it, he he knows exactly the expectation he needs. He knows how to handle it. And it, again, like I say, that sometimes that honesty will probably rub up the wrong way if you do lose a 2-1 or a 1-0. But he'll be yeah. very honest. He knows what the task is. He knows what he needs to do to get there. So I don't, I, I don't see him crumbling under that at all. It's good, good to hear. It's good to hear. Deck Buckley says uh, you're a good man, Jacob. Be subscribed to Canary Cast. Thank you keep very much. Down <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice <and> <laughs> um, just quickly before we let you go, because uh, as I said, I don't want to keep you all night, mate. No um, we appreciate your time, though. Do we need to worry about Weber? Uh... Good oh, that's, a, that's another. That's another uh, half an hour to an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Part two um, tomorrow night, folks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd be very surprised if he works with Farker again. I think uh, when he when he sacked Farker, really? he very much said about um, <clears throat> he'd only had five wins in fifty Premier League games. That wasn't good enough. That's why we sacked him. The way he did it was uh, we'd beat Brentford two one away. He did it in the away dressing mm. room straight after the game. Farker had no idea and was quite hurt by that. There was reports saying from close sources from Farker that that yeah, was so the case. That. It's a horrible so horrible way to do it. It was it was a really cutthroat and from a, from a man who had really backed him that the, the first season Weber had said give him time he'll be a Champions League coach in the future back this man and been mm. all the way through to, so to cut it off that quickly Farker felt he deserved more time Weber's got any no one will love Stuart Weber more than Stuart Weber I'll be honest with you um, he's very ego, <laughs> egotistical and to be fair, he deserves Seems to be a theme with Eric's yeah. footballer. Oh, and, yeah. he, and he loves to come out. He loves to come out and give... So he'll he'll say all the time... Oh, you, God, he's, he's another victor, aren't oh. Yeah. I was just going to say that. Yeah, yeah. He'll say, like, <laughs> oh, listen, listen to... You know, you don't get this coverage God. anywhere else from any other club. Um, so he'd done a lot of positives off the pitch for Norwich, I'll say. But mm. it was almost the case of when he came in, we'd never have a director of football. The owners themselves are... Delia Smith, 85. They're, they're, they're not Come really, on! Yeah, exactly. Getting bits they're not, in disguise. Yeah, <laughs> not really in touch with modern football. So he managed a lot of that well. And he's, he's upgraded the training picture, all of that sort of thing. But he almost wants, uh, he almost wants God like Sayers, I would say, at Norwich. And he almost is, I think, because the ego is so big, he doesn't understand 
why we're now so critical because we're actually in the same position we are, we were when he joined. I think he's almost like, look at what I've done for your club. You should you should love me. And I genuinely think that. Um, so if he was to come to Leeds, I'd A, be surprised. He'll definitely mm. use the fact a good 5,500 times that he's a Leeds fan to try and get you on I was just going to ask that. Is that that's not a rumour? Like, no? no, 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 no. 100% a Leeds fan. He's, uh, yeah, he's said that a lot of times that he's, you know, Love the love so that so the, the the job itself will be tempting for him absolutely no doubt I think the almost the fact that he he wouldn't take it is so Norwich fans don't um, critique him but he's he's very very um, susceptible to any hatred or any hatred I'd say Norwich fans critique him on you know this isn't good enough if he can't take it in Norwich which he definitely can't I'm <laughs> sure. I can only imagine yeah, it just, at it, Ellen Road. he's proper <laughs> buggered at Ellen Road man if Victor that, was kicking yeah, the telly off the, the the stands in in the corporate area <laughs> yeah. he ain't gonna last five minutes that guy's gonna be broken in about two weeks you can't come and work at Leeds if you've got a thick skin a thin skin you just no. can't you won't survive yeah. and it does make me wonder what you've said there about you'd be surprised if they work together again it does make me wonder if perhaps we were going to give him the job but then we decided that we wanted Farker as manager and that's why we brought Hammond in on a three month deal to cover the window and figure it out it wouldn't massively surprise me I think also again the three month thing from a point of view of Weber coming, wouldn't surprise me. So again, Norwich fans can't criticise him for leaving through the transfer window. He very mm. much wants his name to be kind of looked back on. If, if I was talking in the same glowing references as Weber as I have been about Farker, really, the respect's still there. He would love that. That's the level he wants to kind of be at. That's the ego he's got. Whereas mm. Farker probably doesn't have that, which is why he's probably got that kind of level of uh, kind of fondness from Norwich fans. Um, yeah. yeah. It wouldn't, uh, yeah. Like I say, relationship-wise, it would really surprise me if if he went there. Just those two footballs fickle, but it, it it was it was personal towards the end. That the way that ended, it was a personal hurt from from Farker's point of view, definitely. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I if I was a Leeds fan, I'd steer well clear personally. I, I think that's a <laughs> a man who's done his best work and won't won't uh, and will want full control of everything, which he it, won't it... have. It could very well have been one of the stipulations of Farker getting the job that he doesn't get the role, like unless he's you know unless he signed a contract, he doesn't have to don't have to give it to him. Like it could be the real reason it took a while to announce. Yeah, perhaps yeah. You, you don't know the ins and outs, but I'm sure someone like Phil Hay or Popey will find out now soon enough what the ins and outs yeah. are, and and the contract decisions will be publicised at some point in in minute detail, but enough to put kind of make note of, of that particular thing happening. Yeah, Bully's saying he's watched some Weber interviews and he comes across as a bit arrogant, as he said mm. before, not the man for the job. So yeah, there he, you go. Yeah, he'll say he'll say he comes across as honest and when it goes well you go, Oh yeah, it's a guy who, you know, is really mm. honest and gives you all the details you want to know. But he's a man who wants hundred percent control, nothing less. And that comes across he's he is he's got enough of an ego and when it goes against him that ego doesn't disappear. So yeah, I, it just in my mind, I, I can't see how it would ever work with Stuart Webber going to a a club of that size with that kind of mm. heat on him when it goes wrong. It would only go one way in my in my mind. We've we've just got rid of one of them already, and it was like yeah. you know, it was it was difficult watching for a while. It was like a train crash whenever he'd be telling the fa- like those videos of him online telling the <sighs> fans to fuck off and all this kind of cracking. Well, like, shushing everyone. You're the director of football. Yeah. Get back in your box. Literally you get to, back in your box. 
you're meant to at least have a bit of decorum, do you know what I mean? You you can yeah. be passionate, but you don't turn yeah. on the fans. No. Uh, well, there's like, one you time, are wrong. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. There's one time with um, Weber where at the end of um, the Premier League season, he'd, he'd come back into Cowell Road and one of the fans, very Norfolk-like, old boy, had kind of said, look, this is this is rubbish, this is crap. I can't, I don't know, am I allowed to swear on this podcast? This is shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. After yeah, nine you can say whatever you want on there. Wonderful. Pro- okay, so, apart yeah, from one word. Yes, yes, of course. Yeah, I will not <laughs> use that. Yeah, so he kind of said, oh, it's shit. And, and now... Uh, since then, Webber's kind of said, oh, I've been abused in the street, I've been abused here. That wasn't the case. It was a one-off at the game. And he said, I, I can't believe I've been sworn at whilst with my kid. That doesn't happen in Norwich. We're so laid back. It, it just would never happen. But that kind of one time, he's used that and kind of made it, extremified it to the point of, I've been assaulted, abused verbally, all that sort of thing by a club yeah. that should love me, which is not mm-hmm. the case. It was a one-off, but like I say, very thin skin. Wouldn't touch him if I was any other club <laughs> In the if, football league, to be honest. If the 49ers enterprises are listening, listen to what this man is saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I wouldn't would recommend it. It. I, I, it. It would go wrong. It would go wrong eventually. No, right, well, don't listen it, to us, but listen to Jacob. To be fair, <laughs> when he did come into the the frame uh, for the for the job, it was Rads that was still in charge at the time. That's true. So that's true. If this three month thing is, uh, you know, just a smoke screen to say, well, cheerio. Um, then happy days, but it was a Rad's kind of appointment that that and he was involved with. Like from what Jacob's told us about him, it, they, they do sound like two peas in a pod, don't they? Yeah, yeah, it, it does sound two like, egos yeah. that need to be massaged. You know, have you ever seen an owner of a club go on Twitter like ours did? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, I've. Yeah, I think, like you say, you're probably well shot of both of them, really, aren't you, in terms of how that's gone. I, I, I look, look at that from afar. Can't, I've, yeah, uh, you look at it and go, they gave you, you know, promotion and then didn't really back Bielsa. And since then, for me, it's just gone. They've they've kind of tried to... Sorry, all to shreds again. Yeah, yeah. They've, they've mm. ruined their own legacy. So, And which Webber's pretty much done himself with, with Norwich. I'd say it's pretty similar, to be honest with you. You're just, uh, you're just looking at Dealey as too old to get on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Through Sherry's, yeah. <laughs> um, have you got anything else left to ask, Carl? Because uh, no, I'd be not. perfectly honest, Jacob. You've been a, an absolute delight to have on, man. And uh, there's some good, uh, some good feedback about Farka and his backroom staff and what mm. we can expect. Really, um, appreciate you coming on. I know you've been probably the most in-demand uh, <laughs> Norwich podcast presenter yeah. at the moment. Like, But uh, <laughs> we do appreciate it. Like, yeah, thank you very much. Nah, nah, that, it's, yeah. it's absolutely no problem. And uh, yeah, if you, yeah, feel free to, to give us a shout when uh, we play each other next. And yeah, yeah, happy, yeah, yeah. Happy, happy, happy to. So, so no well, problem. It's been a pleasure. Well, we do, um, yeah, and likewise, we do, uh, if, if you're already in the kind of post-match thing as well. So sometimes we get uh, rival fans on just to discuss the game. So... Although, we, no, uh, if you beat we, us 5-0. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 I'll come on the play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely be on. Yeah, lads, I'm available. We don't want you. <laughs> yeah, I'll be spamming you, yeah. <laughs> where, where can people find you guys, Jacob? Is it yeah, Canary, so, so, Cast Canary? Yeah, Canary, Cast at Cast Canary. Find us wherever you want. You'll, you'll find us kind of, yeah, having a break in Norwich probably for the season and wishing Farker to be back. So you'll probably be able to take the piss out of, of uh, us. us <laughs> hey, mate, you never know what's going to happen. It could be the no, opposite no, way around. Yeah, you, but you, you are going to have a load of these people in your uh, chats now on your on your podcast because uh, we've got good. the best fans. So. <laughs> no, I love it. No, it's been, it's been great and uh, been, been great chatting to to both lads. And uh, yeah, I appreciate appreciate being on. No worries, mate. Before I let you go, I just have to ask you uh, what you think of this. 
That's, there we go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. That, it's, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I, I don't. Re- well, so I've seen this live. <laughs> it's it's uh, kind of the back end of the city. And I, what I will say is it, it looks worse in person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not great. It's not oh, great. And, and again, part of the joke for a lot of Norwich people now saying, right, can we cover it up? <laughs> All right, yeah, especially now that he's at Leeds. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He's going to end up with a Leeds scarf painted on him. I was going to yeah. say, I've been at Leeds. I've seen the Bielsa one. That's better. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I know I'm biased, but I agree. Yeah. All right, Jacob, I will let you go, mate. But... Thank you again for coming on. That's been really awesome. And uh, I'm even more excited for the new season now. So cheers. Genuinely, yeah. No worries, yeah. Captain. I've enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, good luck with him. And uh, apart from when you play us, obviously. And uh, yeah, I'll speak to you soon. <laughs> Much appreciated, lads. Cheers. All right, man. Take care. See you later. Cheers. Bye-bye. Well, that was Jacob from uh, Canary Cast. And he were awesome, I think. Yeah, yeah. He's bang on chat. Go subscribe there. And sure, you never know. You might have some crack with the old Norwich fans mm-hmm. later on in the season. He knew his uh, stuff, did Jacob? It were much better than we are. Well, to be fair, <laughs> I, I I was hoping to kind of catch him off guard a little bit with the old coaching questions and, and his backroom staff, but he he's he's clearly done about twenty of these already. So he was very much <laughs> on that. Like <laughs> it's like um an in demand like celeb on media duties, isn't he, for a, a yeah. book tour or something? Do you know what I mean? He's everyone wants a piece of him. Yeah, yeah, he's same fella, same fella. He's a good man. Yeah. We're all excited. But, uh, Cheers for that, Luke. Shame he's not a Leeds fan. We could swap him for Jay. <laughs> Charming, isn't it? Charming. Luke That's... with his with his best German. Uh, there you go. <laughs> I'm not Just... going to attempt to say it in an accent, so you've got no chance No, no, tonight. it's smashing the legs. But... <laughs> so, yeah. Dutch. Yeah, I did. well. So, yeah. Do you want to finish it no, up? I, I enjoyed that, yeah. Um I don't think we've got anything else till next week now. We'll be back for the uh, the main pod next Tuesday, yeah. and obviously we'll uh, we'll we'll be talking about whatever's gone on in the next week, and hopefully it'll be a fair bit of news because things should start moving now. Ins and outs, definitely mm, know hopefully. who we can uh, you know just ignore now on social media after a little <laughs> while, and then tell them to bugger off whenever the times are good. <laughs> Absolutely. You know. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll have a green light on that takeover and everything will be official by the time we're back. But, Luke um, makes a good point here, Jay, actually. Hold on a second, hold on, hold on. Scum B and C. It's a friendly, but if we beat maybe, them. Maybe, maybe. We'll see. Very, very we'll, we'll see who's about. We'll see who's about. Yeah. <laughs> Jammy's asking about the name change. We've not made our, our minds up yet, Jammy. It's, no. it's very, very difficult to um, yeah. come up with something that feels right. So we'll see, we'll see. We'll let you know, though, Yeah, you guys will be the first to know, as always. But yeah, thank you for uh, joining us. Thanks for coming on, Carl. And I shall see you all next time. Take care. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to another Auto Know Better podcast, the independent Leeds United podcast. You can engage with us via our socials on YouTube and Twitter at the address at Auto Know Better with your thoughts on the show or subjects you'd like us to discuss. You can even join us live and have your say while we're recording on our YouTube channel for the main weekly show and the Berardi & Coke after match podcasts. With three years' worth of content you can listen back to, from interviews with former Leeds players and managers to Hollywood stars. Maybe choose carefully which match reviews to check out though. Remember to subscribe on whichever app you choose to follow us on.